It's another week, another episode of Here If You Need with thanks to Deakin University. Clint Stanaway with you uh, alongside me, albeit virtually, in her lounge room. Sherelle McMahon also in Melbourne. Hi, Shaz. Good morning. How are you going, Stanners? I'm going pretty well. Um, another Vixens victory and I'm so pleased to say the minor premiership in our keeping now. How exciting. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, it's it's always a big game against the Magpies, isn't it? You know, we, we've already built that rivalry, which is fantastic. So um, th- this, I think the thing about this season is that, you know, there's the, the teams that are obviously up towards the top of the ladder and those that aren't. But on any given day, any one of those ch- teams can challenge each other. And I think, um, you know, that, that's been a real feature this year. So, you know, we, we were certainly really aware of the fact that the Magpies would come out really strongly and they certainly did that, particularly in the first couple of minutes. And you make a great point. Regardless of form lines, a rivalry is always a rivalry and you want to beat your crosstown rivals. Yeah, definitely. And, I, and I've got no doubt that, um, you know, now we're seeing some teams perhaps who are who are out of finals contention. But as is always the case, um, you know, in those last couple of rounds, those teams often want to make a statement for, for either what's happening next year or to have an influence on the makeup of that final four. So although perhaps from their point of, point of view, they may not be going for that finals position, you know, um, they, they all want to put out really good performances. So, um, and, it's, and it's possibly heightened when, it, as you say, when you've got that really big rivalry. <laughs> Shall we introduce our special, special guest? Yes, let's do it. Are you going to do okay, that? Okay, I'll do that. She <laughs> okay, is the, the inspiration and the architect behind uh, the successes so far this year. Did I get that right, Simone McInnes? Is that a fair summary? <laughs> I'll take it. But I think there's a, there's a few inspirations and a few architects, so I'm very lucky. You wrote that for me to say. So. <laughs> you read it well, thank you. Uh, lovely to see your smiling face. Um, how are you, first and um, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Um, just listening to you talk about really tough last game against the Magpies, but we have a little bit of breathing space at the moment as we go back to one game a week. So we're just in having a couple of days off before we get ready to go again. So a little bit of time to breathe and think again. And just on that point, um, before I get to Sherelle, is this, uh, I dare say you need this break. Everyone needs this break because you've been playing a lot of netball. It has. It's since we went into the two games a week, it's just been, it's just relentless. And I, the girls embraced it right from the word go and, and did a really good job. And we're very good at just moving on to the next thing, the next thing, preparation, recovery, all of that. But you could see that towards the, the last week or so, it was um, it was starting to wear. And so it's a really good time that we get some some downtime now and, and regroup and refresh, ready to go again. And, and when you say, Simone, you could see it starting to wear, what, what sort of things were you maybe beginning to notice? Uh, it's more so like, uh, more so that, okay, we've got one more week of this, you know, that it's, you know, two days off. We've got one more week, we get through this week and it's just having having to put those little things in place to keep pushing us toward to getting through that, that block of two games a week. And, um, yeah, just knowing there was a goal in place and what we wanted to achieve in that block. And they pushed really hard, and, and, but it's only part of part of what we want to achieve though now. 
Yeah, it's funny when you get closer to something, sometimes it feels like that last little bit is the um, the challenging hurdle to get over. Mm. And one of the things that I'm really interested in seeing is, um, you know, how, how we and the rest of uh, the teams that are involved over these next couple of weeks um, handle the adjustment. Because as you said, you've basically not really had any time to think it's been about you know recovery and then you've only usually got a day or two before you're playing your next game so have you have you addressed that have you spoken about how that's going to work out we certainly spoke about after the game against the magpies on the weekend we we spoke about that at, at uh, in our debrief that we'd done super well in managing and um, performing during those two games a week but that it is a whole different mindset now that we have more time, which often means more time to think about things, and um, and that we have to be we have to proactively adjust to this changing in this different week. We we somewhat go back into a normal training week as it would be back home, but it does mean there is more time, more off time, and it's just important that we still have that mindset that we're downtime, but still focusing on two games still to come before we head into finals. And just on that point, Simone, if I can pick up there, I know there is still unfinished business in that. You've still got two games to run, but you have, as I said off the top, claimed the minor premiership. Can you take a moment just to tell us how proud you must be of the group, given the hurdles that have been... I know there's been hurdles placed in front of so many teams, but arguably the two Melbourne clubs have had to overcome the most hurdles. Um, how proud are you as, as coach? Uh, I'm exceptionally proud, and I think... We go right back, and Cheryl, you'll remember this, right back to when we first went down into isolation and staying at home and training through Zoom and all of those things. And right back then we spoke about the way that we handle this now and the way that we work and handle that situation. We want to do it better than anybody else and the way that we do it, you know, the training, whatever it might be when we're back in that isolation will hold us in good stead going into the competition. So, and I think... Right from back then, the girls have just got on with things. Yes, we've all had our ups and downs along the way, but they've got on with things. Next thing, this is the way it is, making it work, toughing it out, getting on with things. Then to get, you know, a few days' notice that you've got to fly out for at least nine weeks and uh, get yourself organised. They have just got on with it. Next thing, got on with it. Next thing, got on with it. So it's been... It's been that way for us all along and, and quarantine and, yeah, everything. And it's just, they've just been very good at just next thing. They've been amazing. And and, uh, and that includes the staff as well because it's super challenging for the staff. And it's challenging for the staff because I feel for, like, Sherelle and Suze and Steve, other staff that haven't been able to be with us, it's hard for them in different ways as well. So I think that's held us in good stead right from the word go, that attitude, like, being the toughest that we can and getting on with things and whatever happens, any time, any place, getting the job done. And you're lucky that you coach an exceptionally close group of girls. I mean, we, we can see that watching them week in, week out. But has this season brought them even closer? I think they've learned a lot more about each other than they mm. normally would. It's been quite funny listening to... They've had their same roomies um, for the whole time. It's just interesting to learn and hear about the things that they learn about each other that they that they didn't know and, and who the cooks are and who aren't the cooks and all of those <laughs> sorts of things. And they have, they, 
you know, they organise themselves to have group team dinners and, or, you know, going to different rooms for dinner and um, they've just really embraced it. They've really enjoyed their time up here and, um, and that's the, the attitude that we needed to have. Yeah, and I mean, I I remember those times, obviously, clearly, Simone, when all that, I was going to say turmoil, I don't know if that's the right word, maybe it is, because it was really, uh, you know, a lot of things going on in that time, and, and I think that you guys have handled it incredibly well, being away with all the uncertainty uh, and everything that went along with it. But I want to turn our attention a little bit more to the on-court stuff, Um you found yourselves in some interesting situations out on court this season um, with, as we mentioned, being down by eight in the first couple of minutes only in the last game, but down by 14 against Fever. This team seems to have a resolve and a belief that they can get themselves back into a position. And I'm sure while you, you don't want to get there, it's, it must be nice as a coach on the sidelines to know that they'll keep fighting no matter the situation. Definitely. I think those those experiences and being in that, while ideally you don't want to get yourselves into those situations, those experiences go a long way to making a team as well because that's when you really find out about, you know, those really tough times on court and off, but that's when you really find out about your teammates and that's what you find out that you've got each other's back and you've got each other's trust and that you are capable of getting out of any situation and that's invaluable and so I think it's, while as a coach you sit there and we don't want to be in those situations, I love seeing them pull themselves out of it as well and, and always have that belief and confidence that they can change things and make it happen for themselves. I guess that's the thing, making it happen for themselves and they've been doing that. Yeah, and it has been great to watch them do that, that's for sure. Another big feature of this season, of course, has been the four training partners that have travelled along with you in the extended bench. Um, I'm just interested, and I'm sure our fans are, on how um, you've managed that, that, that extended uh, bench, and obviously some are not getting as much court time as others, which, as time wears on, can, can be challenging, perhaps. I mean, let, let us know. Is it? What, that, what has that experience been like, having them there? It is. It is. And, you know, we have, you know, weekly regular catch-ups with the girls individually, and, you know, I have the utmost respect and admiration for those training partners because right from the word go, when they came into even getting the call up, can you come away with us? But right from the word go, they were just, yes, whatever needs to happen, we're in. And whatever role it might be, we do it. And, but you're right, as the season goes along, they do in some ways have the toughest job of the group because they're not necessarily out there playing. They're still doing all the work. They still have to actually go and do top-ups and extras when others aren't. So they have the toughest roles in lots of way of the whole, of the whole squad, but they've just demonstrated me to the character and strength of character that they have. That even, yes, there's moments where, you know, they have, it's, where it's hard for them. They're, their priority and their focus is always being the best teammate they can be and what do they need to do for the team. It is an amazing experience for them, as, as challenging as it is with not playing. It is still an amazing experience for them to be here and be amongst it, to be courtside, to be in, you know, pre-games, which they wouldn't might necessarily have had if we were playing a normal season. So it's an invaluable experience for them. But I, as I said, I really admire um, the character and, and the, the team focus that they have shown from start 
to, to where we are now. And as we've seen, anything can happen and you can end up on court and, and, and they've got to be ready for their opportunities. That's the thing. You may not, you may not play, not play, not play. And then on the split second, you're on court playing and you have to be ready for that opportunity and grab it with both hands. Hey coach, can I ask you about a few players? Um, it was great to see M Mannix back at the weekend, but obviously Lizzie um, Watson missed first and foremost. How is she tracking? And secondly, did that sort of, I can't remember the last time she missed a game. Like that's how healthy she's been, touch wood. Um, did that sort of throw, throw things a little bit? Hence that sort of slow start. Um, no, I don't think so. I think, uh, no, not. Like, Lizzie, this is totally foreign for Lizzie, <laughs> like having an injury. And uh, we sort of joked about, she doesn't think she's, and this is touch wood as well, that since she was a, like a, a, a teenager, she's tracking really well and we're probably being over-conservative with her recovery, but we've got the time and ability to do that. I, I don't think that was um, necessarily a cause for our, our slow start. I think Magpie's were, you know, they've had a really tough season, really tough season. And there would have been nothing better than they would have liked than to have beaten us. And they came out and they, you know, came out really strong and going for it. And it was some pretty basic errors from us, you know, miss, miss goal or offside and that next thing you know, it's 6-0, 8 But obviously it takes a little bit of adjustment when you've got a, a different person in that wing attack position and um, and pe perhaps that took us a little while to, to adjust to that. But, you know, you saw someone, while Taylor and um, Al got out there and, and did their job, it was fantastic to see someone like a Kate Maloney step up and mm -hmm. and uh, have that leadership and, and taking it on out there on court as well. And it's very clear to the naked eye, my naked eye anyway, that you've got some um, tremendous support guiding your shooters uh, because as um, Sherelle did allude to a little while back, um, when you've had to dig yourself out of trouble, those cool heads have prevailed, especially up the shooting end. Um, namely, MJ's been phenomenal um, in the last few matches um, and so too Katie. Um, you must be proud of, of their output. Oh, they've been amazing. And even just... It probably took some adjustment for them in in that we were ro rotating it quite a bit in the in the early rounds, and that takes some getting used to from one coming off the bench or starting and one game not playing at all, and and just that mindset about that. But they just embraced it; they've really enjoyed it, and and we've learned a lot about those combinations out there on court. And you know, obviously, we've not seen Caitlin Thwaites playing goal attack that much over the years and um, she's just been fantastic out at the front there when she's when she's needed to do that and no they've just really enjoyed it and embraced it and um, been ready to do the job that's needed for them in any given game. Very good. Hey Simone what have you learned about yourself have, if you what have you in this time because it's I mean it's not an experience that any of us are going to hopefully have again what 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 have you learned about yourself through that? Um, that's an interesting one. Uh, and look, there'll be there has been some really challenging times, really challenging times. And I think it's not that I learnt about myself, but when it's really tough, and and you know, for me, that's like, well, this is when you show your true metal. And um, yeah, I've been 
proud of that along the way. There's been different challenges along the way and just my ability to go, right, oh, this is what I, where, where I get to show what I'm really made of and get on with it. And just like you're there, I'm, as a leader, you somewhat feed and generate the, um, the mindset of the girls as well. So when things are tough, you've got to be showing the way and showing the positive attitude. Um, I've got, yeah, so it's been... Yeah, it's been impressive. Did you leave anything at home that you wish you'd take, taken up there? Oh, in the that's a great <laughs> question. Actually, you know what? Di and I, we had a day off and we had a bit of a um, wander around outside, but we've just I just quickly packed and took the bare minimum because I thought I'll... I'll buy whatever I need when I'm up there. But I just said to Di, well, how many times have you seen me wearing these clothes? Because <laughs> I'm just recycling the same clothes day in, day out. Um, but it's like, oh, who, who cares? Um, what am well, I? You probably packed so you could just take a carry-on. That's what you're like. Is that what you're doing for the first time, for the first time, Sherelle, I couldn't get it onto a little carry-on this trip. <laughs> Considering I packed, pretty much packed an office and, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't think there's anything that's jumped out that I've forgotten about. And it's, actually, it's probably shown that you don't need that. You mentioned that, um, Simone, a lot of the girls have been sort of having dinner parties or, or cooking for each other. Have you been invited to one of them? <laughs> Actually, you know what? They have invited me. I haven't taken them up on it yet, but um, I have have been invited. I, w I will before the time's out, I think. I might miss it. But, um, but we've all done a bit of cooking for each other at different times, people. If you've got a, a head cold or something, you have to go into isolation like with staff. So we've had to do the, the cooking for each other. I'm getting my HelloFresh delivered, so... Die honey, I don't think she's cooked a meal since she's been here. She just she'll go to a room and check out what's for dinner. If she doesn't like it, she'll go to another room. What's for dinner? <laughs> so, but um, yeah, she hasn't cooked a meal at all. So yeah, I've just tried hey. to make as much as if I was at home. What would I be doing at home and that sort of thing? So yeah. Very nice. Uh, let's dive into some questions from our fans because there's some great ones this week, as there is each and every one, every week. Uh, thanks for submitting them via our socials. Um, it's with thanks to Deakin University. At Deakin, every course is backed by industry experts. So you'll get the job you want with a degree employers want. Plus, you'll get lifetime access to Australia's number one university career service, Deakin Progressive Real World Learning. Uh, our first question, Simone, is from Claire. She asks... Simone, how is life as the coach of the best team in the competition? <laughs> nice one to start with. Yeah, well, Claire, we're not there yet. Um, that's, we've, I would love it. And our goal is at the end of this competition that that's, we are the best team in the competition. And that'll be when we've got a, a cup in our hand that says so. So really impressed and really happy with what we've done so far, but, it's only a small part of the job. It's all ahead of us now. That's a bit boring, but it's true. And I guess she's referring to the fact you've sewn up um, the minor premiership, but that, of course, doesn't count for a lot when you make it into finals. So, oh, well, um, we'll, we'll wait. And we won't be getting a home final. No, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> 
different scenario than it would normally be. Um, I like this one from Tony as we reflect on the season so far. She wants to know uh, what has been the best moment so far this season for you. Oh, best moment. Oh, I, 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 it probably just has to, has to be around the way the girls have just gone about things and and gotten through different challenges, whether it's on court or off court, the way they've supported each other. I love the way my favourite moments are seeing players out there really enjoying what they're doing, seeing an MJ fist pumps and... Yeah, and Maloney and Caitlin Thwaites running around at goal attack with a smile on her face. I love all of that. It just... Um, yeah, they're the moments that you write because it means you know they're enjoying what they're doing um, and they're doing it well. And that's right. the thing. Well, this, it's, a, it's a once. We're never going to be touched for in this situation again. It's just embracing and enjoying it, and and that's what we've done along the way. Cheryl, did you ever pull a double cobra in your day? Uh, no, I don't think that I had the same guns as MJ, so I probably would have been embarrassed if I'd pulled that out. <laughs> I think probably, you could do it. Probably left that aside. Um, I'll keep going, Stanners, if you like. Um, there's one here um, from Lara, which, and this is probably a good one for many of our fans who are listening to this, because in different ways we play in our tournaments on a weekend that are, are really important to us or our big, our big moments. She wants to know, are there any tips with dealing with the nerves that surround those big sporting events? Um. Everybody's different within the group because and handle and I guess as as, as older athletes or, or more experienced athletes now, they know themselves well and what feels like normal nerves or they all know what they need to do because we have bus trips to Sunshine Coast and some of them need to sit quietly and, and think about the games. Others have to sort of laugh and relax and so everybody it's about learning what works for you in terms of handling those nerves or those feelings um, and everybody's different with that uh, but it is about keeping it simple it's, and I don't, hate to use the word but the process like what play your game what your game is and um, and that's what we talk about is just playing our game and you know the key things that you want to do well and how you're going to do it and it's just keeping it pretty simple and and consistent and it's really good points Moon. I don't know if, if both or either of you watched the Kathy Freeman documentary, which just aired on the ABC, but seeing how Kathy Freeman was able to deal with that 400 metres final, and you're right, mate, nerves impact on different people very differently. So um, no matter what you're doing, whether you're at a suburban um, netball court or whether you're about to step foot on the court, potentially in Queensland for a grand final. So it's a great point, and mm. some great learnings along the way. Um, this one... Sorry, go. Sorry, go. Go for it. No, I was just going to say I watched that documentary last night. It was, uh, it was amazing seeing that all all again. Yeah, incredible. Uh, she's just and she's just such a, a humble um, a humble champion as well, which I just love. Yeah, exactly. a real inspiration. This one, um, real. I, I, I was curious as to who submitted the question because it says Shani and it says Shani with an I as well. So I'm just wondering whether we've got a, a Shani Layton question. I don't know. Maybe not. The question is with the rolling sub rule, do you think it could impact on players internationally when they have to grind out full quarters? 
Um, I think it is, it is a good question because, and I, I am one on, and we probably haven't used the rolling subs as other teams have or in the same way we have used them, but in, in not hugely because I think it is important to be able to play out a full game as well. Um, and at international level, that is, that is important. So I think that'll be an important part of the, you know, with the new Diamonds program, with the new Diamonds coach, um, coach with Stacey is about managing that because it's, yeah, you have to be able to be able to making those decisions and, and playing out quarters and changing things, the players changing things for themselves out there on court without necessarily just the quick, easy rotations. And one more from me before I hand the baton back to Sherelle. Uh, Holly wants to know, and I don't want you to play favourites, as in which is your favourite child, but which player do you find most coachable, she asks. <laughs> uh, who do I find most coachable? Um, and you know what? It's probably one of the most important elements or characteristics of any player is their coachability and that the ability to always want to be getting better or to learn and, and not thinking you know it all just because you've been around for a while. And I would say that everybody within this group, they're all, all wanting to learn and they're all wanting to improve. No one's just thinking they're all that. And, um, but I love it when you get the young ones coming in and, you know, and Sherelle and I, we've had, you know, the players like you, Ruby Barkmai and Jordan Kranzberg, who are our training partners that are back in Melbourne, but the young ones that come in and just want to soak up everything um, with the opportunity that, that, that they've Come got. on, put a name out there, Simone. Oh, I'm just trying to think. <laughs> I was going to say, she, she, she belongs in politics. I know, well, you tell me, sure, I'm thinking, I've got, hey, I've just had six weeks or whatever of playing two games a week. My brain is a mush at the minute. <laughs> I don't even know the players' names at the moment. <laughs> we'll let you off the hook. We'll let you off the hook. Uh, but yeah, you, know what? You, know, you know what, who has impressed me coming in? Like Kate Eddy. Yeah. Um, she's, uh, and in some ways she's still learning wing defence, but just... She thought coming in just open mind, open attitude, wanting to do things better and how she can change and improve, yeah. Yeah, and that's good. And, you, I mean, you talked before about the flexibility within that um, attacking got a circle, but we've seen so much flexibility. I mean, we even had Joe Weston up against Janelle Fowler the other week and did a fantastic job there. So that flexibility um, and, you know, that open-mindedness too, as you say, to take yeah. on those different challenges and learn is, is really important. Um, this yeah. is uh, one from Lara. Um, I don't know if it's the same Lara, but um, she says that the Vixens seem like a really nice team to play against. Um, and she wants to know how you create that type of culture. Or do you agree, firstly? <laughs> well, I, we've had this discussion, Sherelle. It irritates us when teams say... It's nice to play against the fix. <laughs> I want to be nice to play against. And that has been, um, I guess what it is, we've just, and it is what we place great importance on, is just you play the game, you don't get involved in the rubbish or the carry-on or the, the roughness. You play the game, you play it hard, you play it tough, and, and you play it, you know, pushing the rules, but... Um, 
but don't get involved in any of the, the rubbish stuff. And that's important because I know, like, if the girls, if I see them mouthing off to the umpires, they'll, you know, it's not on. Because to me, that just says that you're not concentrating on the game. So those little things that are important about the way that we go about our business. And, um, but in terms of nice, uh, uh, nice is okay as long as we're the hardest team to play against as well. The hardest team. So maybe, maybe replace nice with respect. Yes, perhaps. Perhaps. Maybe that's a better way because you're right. We've we've spoken about that a bit, and we're like, don't know that the other we want the other teams coming off going. Well, that was a really nice game, but anyway. That's, 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 that's yeah. how and our, our our goal is to be the toughest competitors out there. Yeah, that's right. That's that's how we want to be described. That's for sure. Um, Stanners, I'm just going to throw one more in there, perhaps, and right. then we'll see where it goes. Um, Again, it's Lara. I wonder if Lara is, it's the same Lara. I'm going to say it's different Lara's each time. If you weren't a netballer and now a netball coach, what, what, would you, what do you think you would have been doing? Oh. I mean, it's been so long now since you've been in that world, but cast your mind back. Where, what direction would you have gone? Oh, gosh. I, that's really hard, really hard. And I have not thought about that for a long time. I wouldn't mind... Because I'm not, I'm actually not too bad at just doing nothing. So <laughs> I'm actually, um, I wouldn't mind if I was doing nothing. Lady of leisure, lady of leisure. Um, but I've always enjoyed travelling, and but and that's I think one of the things that got me into the coaching was was travelling and coaching, and um, and that's that's brought me here. But sports always been a big part of my life. Um, from when I was a kid, so I think I will would have been involved in sport in some capacity. Uh, yeah. Maybe a travel reporter, a television like postcards or getaway yeah. or something like that. Simone, uh, when I was a kid, I always wanted to be a vet, but that was uh. never going to happen when you're no good at maths or science or biology. <laughs> hey, that's why I do what I do. Don't worry about that. <laughs> Um, all right, let's look forward. Uh, Sunday, uh, as we mentioned off the top, is our next assignment against the Firebirds. Um, obviously, on a nice little um, winning streak at the moment, Simone, and coming off a, a handy win over your arch rivals in the Magpies, um, how do you reset the players ahead of this next assignment? Um, what's good about this week is that we have time to actually get on court and train and work on things because because we've had to move on from one game to the next. So we spent some time, Di Honey and I spent some, a block of time yesterday just going back through footage and just identifying those key things that we need to work on. So we have that time to get on court and train and work on specific things. And these last two rounds, and Firebirds are playing, I think it's, it's going to be a tough match because Firebirds are playing some really good netball at the moment. So... It's a real challenge for us that we want to be able to maintain and build the standards that we've set up in these earlier rounds. So it's it's going to be a, a hard match, tough match. They're in some good form. So key areas that we want to work on and, and want to do well out there on court and, and executing. And you've got, to, you've got to... Those standards and um, expectations and intensity and purpose about what we're doing. And I guess that's that, that's one of the challenges, I guess, in, in finding that right balance over these next couple of weeks. You've, you've got the uh, minor premiership sewn up, but you still want to continue that momentum, as you say, that you've built and you don't want that to drop away. You all, you're travelling as well, go, heading up to Cairns, which will be 
Possibly a good thing. Do you think everyone's excited about seeing something new and different? Everyone, everyone is excited actually, and it's it's quite good timing that we get to travel up to Cairns and it's Indigenous round, which is exciting as well. So, just getting into a new, different environment and different venues, it just it's just that different stimulus around you. I think that's going to be good for us as well. But. Um, we have to be, as I said, it's still got to have that intensity and purpose about what we, what we've, what we've been, what we do, and um, maintain and build on that in the next couple of weeks. And just to finish it off, um, Simone, uh, and just before I, before we do, I mean, have you got a, a message? Um, there'll be so many fans listening, obviously from Melbourne, from Victoria. Um, obviously, the girls are playing for their fans back at home. Um, is there a message that you think might resonate with them that might be listening to that? I think I've been thinking about them quite a bit over the last few days, especially because, you know, we've had some fantastic, well, some great support from back home and the girls do really um, recognise that, one, we're in a fortunate position to be here playing at our sport, but recognising the challenges and the hardships back home, we feel it and you know, you feel sad about it, what's happening back home, but we also know that what we do can bring a little bit of happiness and joy and, and a break for people back home, but they are important to us. And when we play, we're playing for them. We're playing for Victoria, we're playing for Melbourne, and it's and it's super important for us. And we love the support, we love the messages, we love the um, the excitement that, that, the, that we can give the fans for that little moment of game days. Simone, well done um, on everything you've achieved so far this season. Thanks for being on the podcast and we wish you well for the rest of the season. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thanks, Simone. And Sherelle, um, that does us for another week. I'll chat to you next week. I'll see you then. We are definitely hitting the playgrounds again today to enjoy the <laughs> yes. Well, you are a big kid, Shaz Mac. I hope you enjoy the <laughs> playground. And um, hey, go Vixens this weekend. Absolutely. We'll speak to you next week. All right, with thanks to Deakin University, that was here if you need. At Deakin, digital is in our DNA. With 40 years of experience in distance and online learning, discover why we're the number one Australian public university for overall educational experience. Premium, proven, loved. Study online at Deakin. Applications closing soon.